Humboldt last week. All right! Quick local stories online at HumboldtLastWeek.com, KimKemp.com, and on the radio on 99.1 KISS FM Mondays. Connect on social media for more local content and giveaways. I got this nice email from Jay. It says, hey, thanks for doing the story on the positions of local political parties. The two-party system sucks, but it's all we have, and it got me researching local candidates more. Thanks, Jay. You can send comments to host at HumboldtLastWeek.com. I want to thank our episode partners, Ferndale Music Company, with Lori Lewis at the Old Steeple, October 27. She's a Grammy winner. Her last album was nominated for a Grammy for Best Bluegrass Recording. That's Lori Lewis, October 27th at Ferndale's Old Steeple. Tickets at FerndaleMusicCompany.com. And Bongo Boy Studio and McKinleyville hip-hop artist Attribute was recording there. Thousands out there got ice grills, but how many floors? How many people gotta die just because of the court? How many That's Devin Fowler, die? also known as Attribute. He was recording in Humble at Bongo Boy. Record your music, let them help you with your audio projects. That's bongoboystudio.com. And Tuya's escape to Tuya's in Victorian Ferndale for flights of Spanish wine, homemade Mexican food, and vibrant atmosphere. Rooted in food, art, and community, Tuya's is the perfect gathering place for friends, family, and date night. Follow Tuya's on Instagram and visit tuyasferndale.com to learn more. And Cafe Nooner in Eureka. Experience fresh good food cooked to order at Cafe Nooner in Old Town and Cafe Nooner 2 in Henderson Center, Eureka. They utilize fresh local ingredients wherever possible. Locally owned and operated by Lorena and Joe Filgus since 2011. Check them out at CafeNooner.com. McKinley meddling. Statue in the plaza in Arcata was vandalized, reportedly splattered with a liquid, changing its appearance, removing the patina, they say. On November 6th, Arcata voters will decide whether or not to remove the statue based on President McKinley's history. Radio station out of the Bay Area, KQED, covered the death of DJ Lawson. Hosts noted DJ was the black HSU student stabbed to death at an Arcata party last year. Also interviewed was an ex-local who said she was attacked and called the N-word on the bus here. Link to that at HumboldtLastWeek.com. Humboldt has a comedy club now on 5th in Eureka at the old Red Fox location. Savage Henry Comedy Club, they told me starting this week, they're going to have live comedy seven nights a week, and they're hopeful in about a month beer. Right on. Congrats to the Savage Henry Comedy Club in Eureka. Wow, stunning photos of that mountain lion in southern Humboldt. Toward an otter at the river, Talia Rose says she saw this thing leap through the air and pounce, otter barely escaping. Nice shots and definitely a gripping nature narrative. I posted that at HumboldtLastWeek.com. Another wind farm in the works, up to 65 big turbines faintly viewable from Rio Dell. Could mean jobs, tax dollars, less emissions, lower energy bills. Shell tried and failed something similar there, but some people believe this project has a better chance. If hurdles are jumped, TerraGen reportedly aims to have this wind farm spinning in a few years. How about that guy in Hoopa? Officer said, fired a shot at the drug task force. Release says they chose not to fire back, and this guy in his 70s was arrested. Looks like agents really showed restraint there. Hat tip to him. Well, it's official. Eureka will allow people to consume cannabis at businesses. Unanimous decision by the Eureka City Council. It'll be a while before we see these things greenlit, though. Uh, some shop name ideas? Maybe the Sparkly Center? <laughs> uh, Smokoa Bridge? about Los Bakels, Bakels, Weed and Dave's, um, and maybe Munchikit Plaza. <laughs> yeah, no copyright on those folks. Those are free of charge. 
No new trial for this guy out of Fortuna convicted of murder, and no change to his 15 to life sentence. John Goldberg was convicted of murder too. It's after he shot down a guy his wife was seeing. In a hush hush hearing, the judge reportedly decided the alleged shenanigans with the jury in that trial did not merit a change. Mr. Fish is going out of business. Journal reports the Eureka shop along Broadway is set to close this week after 47 years. It's right next to the proposed In-N-Out location they're hoping to build. This proposed wind farm on the ocean here made the New York Times. Article ID'd Humble is one of three spots the feds are looking at to allow this. If hurdles are jumped, leases could be signed in about a year and a half for that. And I posted a link to the Times article about ocean wind farms at HumbleLastWeek.com. Possibly the last season ever for HSU football, and it's been a struggle. They're 1-6 overall. I was reading Humboldt Sports, and it seems like penalties have been a big killer for them, but they're still putting up numbers on offense. Second-to-last home game coming up this weekend. Looks like High Times still has to pay for some reggae on the river expenses. Reading this piece on Mateel happenings at KimKemp.com, Board was polite but frustrated with that payment delay. High Times has a contract to produce reggae on the river through 2023. Some things to check out this week. Wednesday evening, jaw-dropping acrobats and more with Cirque Mechanics at the Arkley in Eureka. Friday evening, a haunted walking tour of Old Town with food and drinks at every stop. That's Spirits and Spirits. Saturday evening, roller derby at Redwood Acres in Eureka. Also Saturday evening, Lori Lewis at the Old Steeple in Ferndale. Lori is on his bed of Alright, so of course a lawsuit out of Humboldt might help push the Trump administration to nationally legalize medical marijuana. And joining me right now is Eureka attorney Fred Fletcher, who's representing local woman Emma Nation in this case. Thanks for your time, Fred. Good morning, Miles. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you. So please stop me if I have any of this wrong. Emma was living in an apartment in Arcata with some financial help from the feds. She uses medical marijuana. Uh, which was found, and she was evicted. Federal rules say pot is a no-no. But wait, the feds, specifically the FDA, recently decided to approve an epilepsy medication derived from cannabis, which your case says changes their position that marijuana has no medical value. Yeah, absolutely. We think that it, for the first time, it gives us standing to challenge that the FDA has a rational position. The Judges in the past who have thrown similar cases out have said, you know, even if they got it wrong on the science, at least they're rational in that they consistently held that it had no medical use. And so for the first time, they're clearly not rational. And so we're hoping that the judge will see it our way. Um, there's been a few judges on the East Coast in the past few weeks who have created a precedent that employees have the right to access medical marijuana and employers cannot discriminate for that and that's a dramatic shift in federal policy at least from the bench's standpoint for a long long time and so we're optimistic that here in the ninth circuit you know that is traditionally known as you know the most liberal circuit they will reflect what has happened on the east coast and make the right decision here and force a change, at least in HUD's policy. Those employer cases that you mentioned, were those federal as well? Those were all federal as well. Wow. Well, I found this recent headline, you know, going along these same lines from Fox Business, and it says, White House to unveil federal cannabis reform very soon, says GOP lawmaker. Uh, Do you think this case partially prompted that? It's 
possible. Uh, the U.S. attorneys have to brief, you know, the Department of Justice, Jeff Sessions, Trump. Um, they, they have to be briefed on it. Their legal team has to be briefed on it. This might have been one of the several things that tipped it over the edge, um, including, you know, legalization in Canada, legalization in California. Um, so the states that oppose it, they're pretty much getting cornered, and it's just not feasible that the status quo remains. There has to be a change in policy. Um, the, the cash glut that's created by this now massive industry that cannot bank, that is creating an environment where people can easily get bribed, and you know, that trickles down to dysfunctional government and all of the bad effects. So it has to change, and I think whoever is president, they're just seeing that reality. I do think it's going to be a matter of months before we see a major shift. It impacts all of us here in Humboldt, so it's definitely something to watch. How did you end up representing Emma on this case, Fred? It's kind of funny. The case went on two and a half years, and for a period, I was advertising to do special appearances and cases for attorneys that are out of the area when they didn't want to have to drive up here. And so her attorney, George Wins, found me and asked me to start doing special appearances. And as I got more and more into the case, it bothered me a great deal. I got more involved. I helped to represent her in trial, which wasn't allowed to go forward because of the state of the law. I didn't originally get brought into it um, specifically because of what happened. But once I met Emma and heard her story and um, realized, you know, we're, we're here in Humboldt County, this is a, a crucial time in history. Uh, we have to make something of this. Yeah, I was going to ask that because I saw that, you know, there was a chance that a judge could offer her temporary relief from eviction. It sounds like that didn't happen. Is she okay? Is her living situation all right? Well, she is homeless. Her daughter as well, um, 17-year-old daughter is homeless as well. They're both staying with friends. She is out on uh, Cape Cod right now. Someone let her borrow a car, pay for her gas, and she's staying out there. Um, I believe she's working in a, in a restaurant. She had a short time, my contract job for a seasonal thing. And I think she comes back here November 6th, and she has a temporary living situation set up. But um, she's a resident of Humboldt, but she is, she is homeless. Here's something that I was thinking about. You know, I realize that there's a lot of complicated stuff going on here, especially regarding the classification of marijuana federally. But, you know, I was thinking that FDA-approved medication that is in question here, it has no THC. But Emma's medication, which was found in her apartment, that has THC. Does that cause any sort of difficulty in this case? That would be perhaps a question for the scientific experts, which I'm not, but... The way the FDA defines it is it's the whole plan, it's all the cannabinoids, you know, all, not just THC or, or CBD, but all of them. So, you know, it, it seems like at the very least, a court would be inclined to carve out CBD from federal scheduling, but I think they could also be inclined to include all cannabinoids because that's the way the FDA defines it. So you say the feds, they're scheduled to answer this lawsuit December 19th. What do you think will happen then? Oh, I think they will file a motion to dismiss, a 12B6 motion. They always do. They have in all of the similar cases like this. 
and then the judge will consider it. Um, some judges will say this complaint has such merit that it should deserve a hearing. So they'll set a hearing. Some judges will say it, it doesn't even hold enough merit to have a hearing, so they can toss it without a hearing. So we would, of course, oppose the 12B6, and then it would be in the hands of this judge. Um, if he were to rule our way, we would be very happy, but we would imagine the government would appeal it to the Ninth Circuit. And uh, if we lose at the district level, we would do the same. And then, um, you know, at the Ninth Circuit, if it goes our way, we'd be happy. If somebody wanted to challenge the Ninth Circuit result, they would then have to file a writ to the Supreme Court. And, you know, the odds of the Supreme Court hearing a case are, are very low. But this is one of those issues that you would seem they would want to tackle. Right. We might see this go all the way to the Supreme Court. Wow. We would make that effort if needed, but we're not guaranteed that they would review it. After that case comes up uh, in December, I'll absolutely, uh, I'd love to be able to check in with you and maybe get an update if that's possible. Okay. I appreciate that, Miles. Yeah, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. That's Fred Fletcher, Eureka attorney, with this case, which may help push the Trump administration to nationally legalize medical marijuana. Hey, thanks again for your time. All right. Have a good weekend, Miles. Hey, you too, Fred. You can head over to HumboldtLastWeek.com now to check out some new music over there on the playlist Fiddler, The Ting Tings, and Conbrio with a Nirvana cover. Meditate, you can get rich quick. Don't talk just like my shit. On the streets, yeah, I feel so chic. Sell the jeans that I bought last week, last week. Music from Fiddler, The Ting Tings, and Conbrio with that great Nirvana cover. Full songs at HumbleLastWeek.com. I want to thank our episode partners for making this possible. Ferndale Music Company with Laurie Lewis at the Old Steeple October 27th. Bongo Boy Studio in McKinleyville. Tuya's Mexican Food in Ferndale. And Cafe Nooner with two locations in Eureka. Again, my name is Miles. I love Humboldt. Thank you so much to Kim Kemp and Redheaded Black Belt for supporting the podcast, as well as 99.1 KISS FM on Monday. You can head over to HumboldtLastWeek.com to listen, connect, and find new music. And yeah, definitely reach out with your comments, love, and share in some of those. Talk to you soon. Bye. Humboldt Last Week.